Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. You are on the healing hour, and I am blessed to be with you. I am so glad to talk with my people. It's been over a week, and I miss y'all. And we have a special topic and a special conversation tonight, and we're going to get into it. But you know how this thing goes. You know how every time we have the healing hour, we have to give you the logistics. First of all, you are on PKN, that is Purpose Kingdom Network. I'm going to say it again for everybody in the back. This is PKN, Purpose Kingdom Network. And I just want to let you know that we are broadcasting live on blogtalkradio.com slash Purpose Kingdom. That is blogtalkradio.com slash Purpose Kingdom. And I need you guys to either log in or I need you to give us a call at 319-527-6091. That is 319-527-6091. I'm going to say it one more time. That is 319-527-6091. Give us a call if you have questions if you got comments, we want to know it all. We want you to fill it. We want you to have a conversation with us and give us your advice or your opinions or your ideas, even the things that, that may fall off topic, but we can throw them right back in. Give us the call. Now, you know how we do this. We start out with our scriptures. And I just want to turn to Matthew 5. Matthew 5, and I'm going to read verse 1, and I'm going to stop at verse And it says, and seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I'm telling you guys right now, just a quick word of encouragement. There are times where you may feel poor in spirit. There are times where we are left to mourn. There may be a situation where you feel meek or timid or weak, but God says you are blessed. You are blessed. And for every affliction, there's a promise added to it. For every situation, God has a promise to back it up. So don't you walk in despair. Don't you feel defeated because even in your feelings, God is blessing. So, guys, I just want you to know that you are blessed and we are looking and waiting for you. All right, so now here's what we do. We do our evangelism tip of the month. Now, I've been running with the same tip for the past two uh, series of these two episodes, and I think I'm going to keep going with it because I think somebody else needs to hear this. All right. Now, I've talked about websites. I've talked about apps. I've talked about graphic design. I've talked about social media content, Zoom, everything you could possibly think of, retweets, reverb, uh, uh, restream, all the sites that help you in your ministry. But there is nothing like a personal connection. And here's how you build that personal connection. 
This is something new for everybody who's in the millennial situation, for every 2021 person out there. Pick up the phone and give somebody a call. I know that sounds different because everybody texts nowadays, but pick up the phone and give somebody a call. Let somebody know that you love them, that you're thinking about them, that you care. If there's anything that you can do, learn to be of service, and it starts with a simple phone call. I know we like to text, but sometimes your voice, your voice, faith cometh by hearing, your voice carries power. You know, your voice, death and life is given in the power of the tongue. So when you speak, you can bring dead things to life, but you have to open up your mouth. So when you get a chance, I want you to think about that mother. Think about that that deacon, that lay member. Think about that elderly person or that youth that, that may not have access to uh, Internet or church or, or who's, who's just down and out and not feeling themselves. Or maybe you didn't see them. Uh, you know, on the Zoom call for prayer, or you didn't see them in Bible study, or you didn't see them in service, and you say, hey, I missed you. How are you? You have no idea how much power is in those simple words. So, evangelism tip, pick up the phone. You can't get no stronger than that. Pick up the phone. Amen? So, now, I was uh, I, I was uh, given this particular topic, and I said, um, "Okay, you sure? This is what we're going to talk about." Now, a lot of people don't know that I ask friends and family and loved ones. I say, "Hey, um, what you what, what topic do you think we should talk about in the show?" Sometimes I post on my social media, "Hey guys, what would you like to talk about on the show?" And people respond. They give me words back. They talk to me back. And and I got a conversation about divorce. I don't shy away from conversations on this show. I believe that anything we do, we are going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about it properly, and we're going to use the word to talk about it. But tonight we are talking about divorce, and because I have – no personal experience, but I do have experience with this topic. I had to call for backup. So I said, Elder Cooper, how are we going to do this? How are we going to put this together? What are we going to talk about? How are we going to plan it? What's the question? And I started asking a bunch of questions, and we are here today to talk about divorce. And tonight's show is called Divorce Girl with my special guest who is no longer a guest. She is here. She might as well call herself a permanent host, Elder Cooper. Elder, are you with me? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I am definitely here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yep, I'm right here. So I'm right here. We are glad to have you back because you are a regular, um, and because you are a regular, you've been literally here for every show except for the past, for the past, what, three weeks you've been with me? And um, you're not going nowhere for yeah, a while. I think, the last, so, uh, I think the last three or four shows um, yeah, I was with you. Yeah, but, and, and this particular topic, 
I'm, I'm not going to, you know, just brag on you yet, but you did kind of do your own flyer, and you kind of put everything together, and you kind of um, told me the picture to use. You was very specific about the picture to use. You, you're always very – don't be just putting no evil <laughs> picture of you. Just, <laughs> no. Yeah, you can't so, just throw a picture yeah. off of Facebook. you got to make sure it's the right one for the right topic. <laughs> yeah, so the topic um, is called Divorce Girl. And um, first of all, uh, what made you, before we get into all the details, what made you want to uh, talk about this particular conversation? What what caused, what was in your heart that made you bring this up? There's so many people um, who are divorced and they're, like, ashamed of it, Um you know, it, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Things happen. You mm-hmm. know, um, they might have their, you know, everybody, of course, has their own reason. Some reasons is is more legit than others. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I just wanted to, like, encourage other people and let them know that you know, sometimes there is definitely power in divorce. <laughs> But at the same time, to encourage married people and help them stay away from divorce. Because some some problems in marriages that some marriages that end in divorce actually can be, you know, um, I know the word I'm looking for is just not coming out. So let me say it this way it can be avoided. Some divorces yeah. can be avoided if you have right. the right direction, the right help, you know, um, in those types of situations. So okay. that's pretty much why I was, I was okay with talking about this topic. Okay. All right. And, um, you know, being as though that you are um, divorced, how long have you been divorced? I am happily divorced Fourteen years. <laughs> Fourteen years. All right. So, um, you know, like I said, I had to bring somebody on because I, I've been married for ten years. I'm, I'm a product of a divorced home. I, I know the aspect of divorce from a child, uh, from you know, growing up um, in uh, this environment, and I've seen the fighting. I've seen um, just the all-out court cases and custody and child support, and I've seen all of the foolishness. And um, the one thing that I'm blessed about is is that after the madness, after all the chaos, years later, I watched my parents become best friends. And it, it, took, a little, it took a while. It, it took um, – they became best friends when I became a father. It's a oh, wow. That, that's a blessing. <laughs> they, they became like they were like connected to the head when I let them know that I was having a baby, and that was the connection. But that took twenty three years, and I watched God. Oh, but my really, daughter still has hope. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, but like it took a, it took a long time and. When I tell you, growing up, I watched 
my parents in the middle of the street. My mom, my mother is a fighter. Like, not like an arguer. My mom is a fighter. Um, Till this day, my mom is going on 60, and she still tries to physically fight. And I'm like, Mom, I think you just need to sit down. Like, cut it out. I still do this. I still, Mom, all right, I got you. (laughs) But um, she's a fighter. And instead of trying to talk, the first thing she would always want to do is fight. So I've watched some very serious situations. Um, Growing up, I talked about my childhood on the show, how, you know, things kind of went very left. Um, I was raised, uh, my father raised me, my brother, and my sister by himself. So you know, I've I've seen the difficulties and the challenges of divorce from a child's perspective, but you've seen it from being in the fire, in the situation. Um, first of all, um, let's talk about marriage because we're not just going to talk about divorce and, and not talk about the beauty of marriage, um, the sanctity of marriage. Oh, marriage I've been is married. definitely beautiful. <laughs> I've it's been married. Good. You got it. Marriage, like marriage, is beautiful when you're married to the right person. Mm-hmm. It's mm. really beautiful when you're married to the right person. Um, the person that complements your, compl- your, as as people would say, your yin to your yang. You know, right. um, everything in marriage is not hunky dory, but marriage is a commitment. Marriage is a sacrifice. Um. It's when when they say things like you know for better for worse for sickness and health you know to death do you part forsaking all others and all of those things that is a a reality and unfortunately people say those things but they don't go into marriage with those things in their heart mm. like it's verbally right. expressed you know but right. within themselves that's not really a reality. Too many people go into marriage single. Mm. Come on, you saying yeah, something. I'm, I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again <laughs> for those who didn't hear it. For those in the back, as we say. Too many All people the way in the back. go into marriage single. Mm. And they'll go, they go in with a single mentality. Right. And unfortunately, right. the single mentality it is what causes divorce a lot of times. Mm. You know, and um, right. listen, people people don't believe that 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 scripture. Where, and and I'm a, I'm a jack it up, but you're gonna fix it. <laughs> okay, all right. For a man to for a man to leave his mother and his father. To cleave to his mm-hmm. wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Mm-hmm. That means that wow. your individual lives, for for a better lack of words, your individual lives have now become one. There's no mm-hmm. more you. There's no more you know him or her. It is mm-hmm. us. Wow. It is us. Can I? Can I? I want to throw this point out there. I want to throw something out there because people, 
always talk about um, cleaving. Uh, and a lot of people have no idea what the word cleaving means. Cleave is a science term. Cleave is when you split a atom and it turns into one. So there's a split atom that becomes one. And it is a scientific term. God is really saying in that scripture, you are literally, I, I identify you as one person. Like, right. I, I, when, I, when I see you, I see one person. And it's hard because uh, two plus two is four, one plus one is two, and God is like, nope, I see one. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, but one plus one <laughs> equals one in this case. <laughs> I, I see one. So, you know, somebody math is off. But, but um, also, we understand that um, because, and I'm not going to be completely clear, I'm going to say this, and a lot of people, um, a lot of people, I hope you take this in perfect context. Um, church, we suck at talking about marriage. We, as a whole, we suck at identifying how to have real life relationships. We don't talk about relationships enough in its proper context. We talk about we talk about uh, you know marriage because we understand the sanctity of marriage, but we don't identify courtship. We don't talk about how to be friends. We talk about like life stuff. Like we talk about don't have sex. When we talk about relationships, the first thing we say is don't have sex. We have yet to tell our children how to be good friends, how to be good stewards over your friendships. That dating has to have a purpose. And in dating, it leads to courtship. And then marriage. We, we never break it down in detail, but we just tell you we don't have sex because it's better to marry than to burn. And then when you get married, can I say you are still right here? burning. <laughs> can I say, can burning. I say something right here? Right there. Can, can, ahead, can, we put a, can we put a quarter in, can we put a quarter in the meter? <laughs> Go ahead. One of one of the problems is, and I and I'm okay with getting in trouble um, tonight. Um, the church, unfortunately, we teach that text or teach that scripture. It's it's better to 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 marry than to burn, you know. Uh-huh. And we're we're so stuck on teaching people. Not to, you know, to get married so you don't be in sin, but we never deal with the actual sin. And since we never deal with the actual sin, you got people going into a marriage that don't know how to live or how. Right. And not only that, um, I said it earlier, and I'm trying to remember exactly how I said it. Um, You know, we, we we go into this marriage. Uh-huh. Thinking that it is okay to just marry somebody to stay out of sin. That's what I said. The church is more focused uh-huh. on being married to stay out of sin than they are to live a life of marriage designed by God. Mm. 
I like that. You I like know? that. And 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 that that's the whole thing in a nutshell. We're not right. taught how to be a husband. We're not taught how to be a wife. We're taught get married so you don't go to hell. <laughs> if you yeah. fornic- if you fornicate and get married so you don't go to hell. Well, here's the problem. If you never deal with the fornication, then what you're going to have is somebody married who still has that fornicating spirit that's going to turn into an adulterous spirit, and you're still going to have the same person dipping and dabbing everything because we never uh-huh. dealt with sanctity of marriage. Mm. Oh, marriage is not a marriage is not the answer. Is not the answer to sin. It's not, and you are absolutely right. Repentance is the answer for sin, not marriage. All right, come on, let's get it together, y'all. Um, so let's stay on topic. Let's stay on course. All right, now, um, like you said, you've been uh, divorced for fourteen years. Um, I believe. If you don't, if if you don't mind me getting a little personal, what was your marriage like? <laughs> um. <laughs> um. It was very interesting for the time that I was married. Um. It. It was. It was like being single. Mm. With the perks of okay. having a piece of paper to have sex when I when there is an opportunity. Uh, and and, and I need you to. No, you good. You good. You good. We like we grow. We grow. I don't see no kids in this room. Um, and you know, we had a conversation earlier, and uh, you know, you know me. I'm going to get personal. I'm going to get in your business. I'm just going to let you know. That's I'm going to okay. get in your business. Um, you know, how did you? Feel as a wife, you know, how did you feel like you were treated as a wife? Honestly, yeah, I never really felt like I was treated as a wife. I felt like I had the title, mm-hmm. I had the paper, but I never really felt like I was treated as a wife. Huh. Um, and how in turn did that make you feel? How did you internalize that? Well, for some, well, as you know, my my background in itself, um, coming out of several, not several, but a couple abusive relationships and things like that, you kind of become used to being isolated and, um, you know, being by yourself until until mm-hmm. they want. You know, wow. so. Um, my ex-husband and I, we used to have that, that argument of, you know, you're, you're not single. Your choices, that's fine. Like you you want to do what you want to do, and I get it, but you're married now. What you used to just up and go and do, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Because now you have somebody else you have to consider. And I think, um, you know, a lot of times, we feel like we're oh I'm grown I could do what I want to do, but not when you're married. <laughs> you can't just do what you want to do anymore. People hate to hear that, but it's the truth. Right. 
I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I used to be that guy, like, yo, like, like uh, my, my parents, like, I'm grown. My parents live. I used to say, my parents live at such and such an address. Like, I'm a grown man. And then my wife had to break it down into into very simple context. She said, she said, you are a black man in the city of Philadelphia. Anything could happen to you. And if I don't know where you are, if I don't understand what's going on, how can I get help? How can I get to you? How can I know that you're all right? I'm worried about your safety. I ain't here to check on you. Um, that was like, oh, okay, I get it. I, <laughs> you care. But, but I, I think there was a time like, you know, I felt like as an adult, my independence or my code, my independence um, was more important than my codependence. You know, yeah, yeah. twenties. I got married. I, I, I got married. I got married. You know, my twenties. You know, my my whole thought process is different now because you know I'm pushing that forty thing. But in your twenties, you kind of like you're still trying to figure it out. That's why um, I'm for those who are listening who are you know in their twenty early twenty days. I, I try to let them know that you know, I love being in love, love the idea of marriage, but also love love the opportunity to learn who you are at a young age. Don't don't be so quick. Like you ain't you ain't gotta you know, you can wait. You can wait. You can wait. Figure some things out first. You know, find out who you are because who you are now is going to change. But at least get to know this person before you try to get to know somebody else. <laughs> but um I did have another question, and my next question was: um, You you said you, you you felt mistreated, you felt isolated. Um, did that isolation feel like a form of manipulation? The isolation felt like uh, a form of manipulation. It felt like a form of devo- um, of abuse. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like for me. Um, and again, I'm very careful what I say, just in case, like, you know, um, somebody from his family may be on the phone or whatever. Um, I, you, so, I, I, every everybody who knows me, you know, I'm very blunt with my words. I don't, right. I don't try to go in a circle mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, yes, you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm like this. You know, when when I was married, the first thing I would say is like, hey, well, where are you going? I'm grown. You don't ask me where I'm going. This is my business. Uh, okay, you're right. I said, but um, here's the thing, like your wife told you. If something happened to you and they ask me questions, mm, I have nothing okay. to tell them. I have nothing to tell them. I have no way to say where you were, where you, you know, when he left the house, he went to the store. At least I have somewhere for them to start. But you're right, you grow. Do your thing. You know, it was like he didn't want me to talk to people. Um, he, I, I didn't really get to know the neighbors and stuff like that because he like, kind of like me in the house. Um, he didn't really want me to get to know his family like that. Because there were, unfortunately, there were secrets that he had. Wow. And if I talked to his family, then I would find out the truth. 
Okay. You know, so it was a a lot of that, you know, um, just trying to trying to maintain in a marriage where there's a lot of secrets is very difficult. So, of course, somebody's going to manipulate you and and different things like that so that you don't find out their secrets. If I keep you away from everybody, then you can't get to know anybody. It wasn't like I was in my hometown. I was in another state, and I didn't have anybody. Wow. Wow. I was nowhere nowhere near my family at all when I was married. So, you know, I started to get to know a few people. But even with those few people, I only could deal with those few people when he was at work. Yeah, that is definitely abuse. I mean, just call it what it is. And the reason why I ask that question is because there are women out here who who are dealing with that, have to have friends in secret, have to form relationships um, behind closed doors or you know, they have a spouse who keeps them away from everybody or things like that. And, you know, I, I've known, I've had to deal with cases of abusive spouses. And abuse does not mean always I put my hands on you. There's mental, emotional abuse. And that is something that, that we all need to understand when it comes to relationships, that there is levels to abuse um, for anybody out there who is suffering, who is suffering with that, um, there are um, there are hotlines, there are abuse hotlines that I am going to give at the end of the show, and there are also um, local institutions within your cities that are there for battered women, and I'm going to make sure we leave with that information. All right, so let's dig back into this thing. Um, wow, a whole other city. And you just had to do a lot of things, you know, in secret. And um, you had children, I believe, yeah. that's how? Mm-hmm. Wow. Two boys. Two boys. How was it like being a mother with all that stress? Um, it kind of was no different than the stress I had just left, <laughs> if you want to be <laughs> honest. Um it, it it was it was very it 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 wasn't but so different to be honest. Um, I was just grateful that at the time, even though I didn't really talk to my in laws like that, they still was there um they still was there for me when I needed them. So mm-hmm. that was that was good. Like I said, I didn't really know them. Um, he kept he kept us very distant. Uh, we, I think, when me and you know, one of his sisters, uh, we we talked, but we didn't talk. And I remember one day <laughs> arguing with her over something, and I had to just break it down. Like, oh, like you're you're saying to me, like, you know, he don't have this because of me. Well, let me help you out here. If I wasn't here, he still would have to pay rent, no matter where he stayed. He would still have to pay water. He would still have to pay electric. He would still have to pay the phone bill. He still would have to pay for mm-hmm. his car and the car um, and his car insurance. He still would have to make sure that he had food in his house. He still would have to make sure he had clothes on his back. I don't have nothing to do with that. Now I didn't right. pay every bill, but I, I paid this 
the smaller two bills, which was like the water and the phone bill. Mm-hmm. Um, he paid the the larger two. Um, I made sure my kids had clothes. I made sure, you know, I had what I needed. My mother and my father at the time was still making sure that I had certain things handled. So it really wasn't like he was taking care of me and my kids, but me and my kids were taken care of. Got you. Got you. All right. You know, so, so, all right. So, you know, I know I'm digging a little deep, but um, oh, I'm- I, I want to seriously um, talk about um, just how did you get out of that situation? What was the thing that made you say, I have to leave? I got to get out of this. What was the, the straw that uh, the came back, what, as they was, say? Yeah, what was that? What was that thing? Okay, so there were a few things that transpired. Um, you want me to get deep, deep, keep keep it PG, I'll, keep it PG, yeah, rated R, which you want me to Um. Keep it, keep it, um, keep it cute. <laughs> keep it cute. Okay. No, tell the so story, but keep it there cute. There were, I'll say it this way, there were signs of infidelity. Wow. Um, several signs of infidelity. And, um, mm. I remember, um, one day, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to come out with it, Daggy. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to to sugarcoat nothing. There was this one thing in particular that I was looking for something. His mother had asked me to look for something and and I and I I looked for it. I did that, you know, but I I was like, all right, cool, no problem. I, I looked for this thing that she asked me to look for and I found a condom in the car. Mm-hmm. Like now at this point that this ain't the first time I found a condom. But to keep it PG, this is the first time I found it in a wrapper. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> to keep it PG, okay. Um uh, I remember, you know, I didn't approach him the first time that I, I found the the uh the one it was in the car. I called his mom back and I let her know. Hey, listen, it's not, it's not, you know, your wallet's not there. And I, I was like, why in the world is there a condom in the car? Like, what, what do you need this for? So mm-hmm. we were riding somewhere. He got out the car and something said, check behind your seat. I checked behind my seat. It was another one. And the rapper tucked really deep into that pocket. You know the pocket right behind us. Yeah, yeah, the seat pocket. And um, we went to church. I remember. I remember when I tell you, I remember this day. I remember this day like it was yesterday. We went to church, and this pastor, uh, we were talking to him. I didn't say a whole lot. It was after service. Um, the, the man had a prophetic mantle. And he he looked at me and he told me some things about myself and I was I just looked at him and shook my head, you know. And he turned around mm-hmm. and, said, and my ex husband was like, Why would you cheat on her? Wow. 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, That's um, new. You know, he was like, if you let her go, that in six months, y'all would be divorced. Mm. I don't have a whole lot of time to tell this whole story, so I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to, uh, you know, Wrap take it a out. shortcut. Come on. Um, he, you know, the pastor was told him, don't do it again or whatever. A few days later, I find another condom. I'm I'm heated at this point. I'm like, well, how many condoms do you need? Because you ain't using it. Never mind. Um, I approached him on it. He blamed it on my, my kids. And mind you, at the time, my kids were three and five, so I don't even know where the heck they were supposed to get them from. Wait, so he blamed and, the kids. He blamed three- and five-year-olds for condoms? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> so okay. I, I remember I, I remember sitting there, and, and I was washing the dishes. And I was at, at this point, I was praying. I was asking the Lord what to do. Because I am a, I was a firm believer in that to death do you part, for better, for worse, that all of that stuff. I was like, you know, if I ever get married, I don't want to be divorced. I didn't. I never wanted to be divorced, and um, I remember washing the dishes, and I heard you're released to go. Mm. Now, first of all, the voice was so vivid, I thought somebody was in the room with me. So I'm thinking I'm crazy. I'm I'm looking around, and I'm like, I know I'm the only person in this house with this newborn baby. (laughs) (laughs) I went back. To, to doing the dishes and I heard it again and I called my cousin and um I called I called my cousin Cindy who I love dearly and I remember she was just talking and talking and talking and she was like and the Lord said you released the go I said huh I said it again. <laughs> wow I was just like okay cool you know all right Lord now you told me I released the go now how do I go because I don't have, I didn't have any family or anything. That meant I needed to come back home. Mm. And anybody who knows my mom, if my mom say you ain't coming back home, that's exactly what she meant. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. But my mom let me. She let me. She let me come back home. And um, right before I left, there. This is when I knew for sure that it was like time to go. He came home with scratches on his back. Mm, okay. Why you have okay. scratches on your back? But this was a, this was a day, I, and I make people laugh when I when I say it. But he was like, you know, it was you, you, you know, um, it, it was my it was my shirt. You know, it's polyester. Wow. And just like the silence is right now, that's how I responded. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> Um, I filed for divorce. A female that that um, I was kind of close to when I when I lived there, um, she was talking to me. She was like, "Yeah, you know, your husband told me, you know, anytime I want to call, anytime I need him um, to call him, and he'll just come to me because he's the only person that works at night." And I said, "Oh, so that makes sense. Why when I called him at work, he didn't answer the phone." Cool. What's your name? She was like, huh? What's your name? She was like, and she kind of, you know, she had that, like, kind of tense on her voice. I said, no, I want to send you the divorce papers. So when you call him, 
I sent her the papers and and eventually he signed them. Um, it was a struggle for me in the beginning um, because it was just like all the stuff that I, I wanted to do during our marriage. He would call me on the phone and be like, hey, I'm out at such and such with such and such. And I'm like, oh, so you going to call me? You out with another female and you going to call me to tell me that you're doing what I wanted to do? And I had to catch myself because I was starting to feel some type of way. Because he never mm. did that for me But the reality was I didn't have no reason to be upset now My freedom was here <laughs> Wow, yeah Eventually it was just like He would call, I'd be like, he'd be like Oh, I'm out, that's nice Why are you calling me? Is, is this much daughter? Yeah. Wow that's the, And that's the short version, by the way <laughs> That's the short version. All right, so um, I, I really there was a lot to unpack. There, there's still a lot to unpack. Um, but I, I just want to you know just admire your bravery for a minute because you know there there are so many who the church will say, but you can't get divorced, but you can't get divorced, and you should work it out. And it's like, well. It, it took a couple factors to work stuff out. One, both parties had to be willing to do so. And and I I don't want anybody to feel like they have to be manipulated, they have to be abused, um, they have to be battered or cheated on in order to honor an agreement or honor a covenant. That's not God God never intended for us to, to, to be somebody else's footstool. That's not how it works. And, you know, it took a lot of heart for you to be in another state, um, you know, by yourself, with your children, um, to make that type of decision. And, you know, um, take, you know, just admiring your bravery with that situation for real because, you know, you could have, you could have just chose to, you know, deal with it. You know, you could have chose to say, you know, I'm stuck. I'll just have to, you know, suck it up. But but you didn't. And and bless God that, you know, you have an opportunity to be free. Um, just want to shout out any callers who are on the line. The line is open. If you have any comments, you have anything you want to say to our Elder Cooper, is there something on your heart? You want to make a comment about something? You are welcome. You are more than welcome. Um, if you have an opinion, no matter what that opinion is, you are also welcome to say something um, on the Healing Network, and, and we're going to make sure the lines stay open. All right, and um, right now, this is always the best part of the show where we offer somebody the saving grace of Jesus Christ, and, and we begin to just uh, show somebody why we do what we do. And we do it because, you know, Christ loves us so much that he, he gave his only son to die for us. This is why we do it, that we might be saved. So um, if there's anybody right now who is on this line and, and they don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior as of yet, I just want to extend the opportunity. Um, there is nothing like having a relationship with God. I know we have a lot of relationships, and some of those relationships don't go well. Um, some of those relationships don't uh, don't end up the way we thought they should have ended up. But 
But God said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And if God can do it, uh, he'll send somebody else that won't leave you or forsake you either. So right now, if you're that person who, who feels abandoned, who are going through issues, you may be going through marriage issues yourself, you have a Savior in Jesus Christ who cares about everything, who cares about all things. So here's what I believe. I believe that somebody listening right now is going to be set free. Somebody who's listening is going to know what it means to have a Savior who really cares and loves for them. And we are going to pray that by faith you confess with your heart and believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. And once you believe that he died for your sins, you then recognize that he rose and that he's coming back for you. And once you believe that, you are part of the family. You are a part of the body. And, and we welcome you. And for those who made that declaration, here's what the Bible says, that heaven, the angels rejoice when one person gets saved. So when you decided to say, Lord, I want you to be head of my life, I want you to be Lord of my life, heaven just threw a party. So right now we're going to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for everyone under the sound of our voices, for every soul who is listening, who wants to know you, who wants to get a relationship with you, God. God, we thank you because you did not have to do it. You did not have to die for us, but you chose us. You chose to give everything you had for us. And, God, we thank you. We honor you. We adore you. We love you. And right now, for those who made that declaration, Jesus, I ask that you reveal yourself, that you make yourself known in their lives, that you become their Lord and their Savior, that you let them know that there is nothing greater than you, and you begin to speak with them and dine with them like no person can. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so let's get back to this topic because there's always an adjustment period after marriage. I know, you know, you got divorced and there had to be an adaption. How was the process after? What was that like? Well, after after divorce or after the separation? After the divorce. What was that like? What how did you feel oh, about God. yourself? After the divorce. You don't want to know how I feel after I feel I'm like you condemned by the church. <laughs> Listen, I got my divorce papers and I shouted like it was a, like I won the lottery. That was like the best day of my life for me, anyway. You know, um, <laughs> but after after separation, it's it did take a little bit of an adjustment. Um, the first thing I I need to make very clear: I was separated way before I was separated. Okay. Okay. You know, um, I was emotionally, mentally, I was already separated before I did, made the decision to physically leave. Mm. Um, and so when I when I did leave, I did have to make an adjustment. But the type of adjustments I had to make was going back to my parents' house. You know, I, I was living on my own, so. I was used to paying my own bills, following my own rules. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So I had to adjust in that aspect. As far as, you know, adjusting with my ex-husband, there was, I had to really adjust because I had already separated. Right. If that makes sense. No, that was perfect sense. I mean, the adjustment, but what about emotionally? How did you move? I mean, I know that you said you moved on in a, in a mental, you know, in a mental and a physical way, but did you feel like you could, you know, potentially find somebody else? Like there will be somebody else out there for you. Did you ever have oh, that yeah. doubt? That, yeah. <laughs> I ain't never doubt that. Not one bit. I always yeah. knew that eventually there was somebody who is there that that God designed for me. Not somebody I chose, but that God designed for me. So um, that was never a question in my mind. Um that yeah, that was ne- that was never never ever a question in my mind. <laughs> uh, so can we can, can we can we be a little messy? Is that person um, around yet? Well, time was now. We can't have we, we can't have dead air. I just want you to know that this I show cannot have say. dead air. That's the kind of show that I we have. I said so, time will tell. That's all I'm saying. Wow. So for the listeners, that's that's my answer. Time will tell. All right, all right, all right. Because <laughs> you know, I, I need to ask that ask that question because you know I, I need people to see that um you can you can find love again. Oh, you definitely and, and, even after a divorce, after a bad breakup. After anything, you can find love again. The question is, do you want to position your heart to love again? Mm. Come on, mother. It's, Come it's, on. It's not about finding it. It's whether you're in a position to receive it. Because a lot All of times right. we have those types of situations, we shut ourselves off to anybody else. Because we, we start to put everybody in the same category. Or if we wow. do, you know, come to the place where we meet somebody, as soon as we see, like, oh, my ex is dead, I can't be with you. Uh, that person's not your ex. And honestly, I believe all men have somewhat of similar qualities, the same as all women have somewhat of certain similar um, characteristics. Now, I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. scientific that's, or any, or I did a research on that. That's just my opinion, you know. Okay. Because <laughs> you know, um, I'm, I'm I not going to lie to you I am the the best Dumbest husband in the world I mean I'm just going to put it <laughs> I fit all the categories um, Okay hold up We got I got to do something for the sake of time So right now it's 9.51 And it is time for our announcements And as soon as we have our announcements I'm going to jump back on And we are going to talk again Go ahead announcements Bye brother Rob all right, real quickly, uh, my name is not By, but we will go ahead and do the announcements of the Project Purpose Kingdom Network, and we thank each and every one of you for joining us, no matter where in the world you're listening to us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. We thank you so much. And real quickly, I was just going to jump on to uh, just the topic that we were talking about. And so, domestic, uh, the National Domestic Violence Hotline is one eight hundred seven nine nine. Safe or seven two three three, and this also has a live chat. And also, anytime if you're thinking that if you 
can go into your computer or your, you know, somebody can just go back and just see what you're doing on your computer. The web is erased because this is totally anonymous and there is totally um, identity safe if you just need to just talk about your domestic abuse or just call someone or just chat with someone. And once again, that number is 1-800-799-SAFE or 799-7233. And uh, just don't forget, you know, um, if you think that for any moment that you're in jeopardy of any kind of physical violence or just totally uh, verbal abuse, don't um, think that at any moment that you just can't talk about it. You can. And that is those numbers right there. And we just thank you so much. And don't forget to pass those numbers along. But don't forget to pass the, the chat number uh, to someone, even, you know, in passing. Or somebody, if you think that you're buttoning somebody's business, but guess what? You know, um, everybody's safety is everybody's business. You know, you got a mother, you got a brother, you got a sister. And, you know, you do have family members. And sometimes they cannot say it out loud, but you can also offer their support. And we just thank you so much for those that do that. And also there is the organization rain.org where you can go on, likewise, anonymous, and you can report any kind of uh, abuse, whether it's domestic or physical abuse. And uh, that is just our public service announcements here for this Kingdom Network. And we thank you so much. And <clears throat> we thank everyone that has joined us. And if you want to contact us here via email, you can contact us here at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com. We can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a friend request. And we will, you know, gladly, uh, you know, offer your friend request on our Facebook page, which is Purpose Kingdom. And we uh, thank you and uh, we enjoy your input and your information that you do give us. And we're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Anytime you want to hear any of our uh, rebroadcasts or any of our archive shows, you go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. You can simply type in the host name or the show name and you can hear that show in its entirety and that's your convenience. And we greatly appreciate those that share that information with their friends and family members. And we thank you so much. Uh, now, tomorrow night, we will be broadcasting at the 19th hour, as we are, you know, on this hour. <clears throat> and it's going to be a surprise. So uh, just um, stay tuned and uh, please rejoin us tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour. And uh, we will surprise you. And uh, don't forget to call that number. For our, our live shows are three one nine five two seven six zero nine one, and don't forget if you want to talk to any of our hosts at any time when you listen to a live show, you just press the number one. And thank you so much, and we appreciate your support. And with that being said, I want to go back over to Minister Art, where it sounds like he's doing a karate show or something. <laughs> Oh my God! First of all, let me uh, just start by saying, um, Brother Rob, you did an awesome job. I really appreciate that info, um, and uh, we definitely want to make sure people know sources that they have resources out there. We want to let everybody know that they are not alone, that they are loved, and 
that you can always depend on someone to talk to in that situation. Um, also, I just want to thank Elder Cooper uh, for being my guest tonight. She is not a guest. Um, she might as well be my co-host because she's going to be here next time. Right? <laughs> right? You laughing. Oh. Are you better? All right. Next? So um, I love you. Um, if there are any words you would like to say to anybody before we wrap this thing up, what would you say? Um, first to to the to the married, um, don't let a situation that takes place cause you to leave someone who the Lord designed for you. Marriage is not easy. It takes work on both ends. Um, so don't 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 leave just because it feels like it's getting hard. To those who are divorced, allow yourself to love again. It is okay. You don't have to close your heart off to everybody because you feel like because one person hurts you that everybody will. Everybody's not out to hurt. I promise you everybody is not out to hurt. Get whatever help you need to get. I always suggest to any couples um, married, engaged, thinking about getting married, thinking about getting engaged, however you want to put it, do, do couples counseling. It don't have to be every week. It don't even have to be every month. But every now and then, go see someone and talk about some things. Because you may you may feel one way, he may feel another, and, and, and vice versa. You know, and sometimes you need to hear a voice outside of yours to let you know what direction you really need to go. And with all situations, keep God first. Whether you're married, single, divorced, widowed, keep God first. Because ultimately, he's going to love you like nobody else can. And he's going to show you how to love the way that you really need to. Oh. Amen. Amen. You have no idea how much uh, I enjoyed this topic because it took a lot of heart. It took a lot of bravery. Uh, nobody just up and really want to tell their personal business like that. And, and you, by all means, you did it. And uh, God is going to honor that, that transparency. So with that being said, this is the healing hour. And I am your host. And I am so glad to be with you on this evening. We love you. We are praying for you. Let us pray out real quick. Father God, in the name of Jesus, there is somebody who's looking for love, and there's somebody who experienced pain and never really felt true love. First, God, you be the true love in their lives. And then we ask that you restore the right spirit within them. And after that, God, release the love that you have for them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. This is the healing hour. Can't wait to see you again. Jesus led. He raised me. I will not lose. He saved me. I will not lose. Set me free. I will not lose. Never want to see me down. I will not lose.